Good afternoon. Welcome to Dear Mama. This is Shy. And I'm Bella. And today we have some special guests with us, guys. Yay. Uh, welcome them in. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. Hello. Well, well this is this is Bernard Gunter. Okay. And this, is, and this is Tony Williams. Yeah, um, we're expecting one more. Um, she's running a little late. Um, today is the 4th of July. And we uh, wanted to use this episode to talk about what the 4th of July means to us. Um, guys, Bernard is our cousin. Tony is my nephew. And Bella's uh, cousin. Um, we're family here today. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are happy to have you. Um, the 4th you. of July, um, as everybody knows, is the uh, America's independence. It's when they signed the Declaration of Independence um, and America became a free country. Um, but for us, and one, we're Black. So it really doesn't mean anything to us. Our independence happened on June 19th. Uh, June t- <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Uh, Juneteenth. Um, but it's special to us for a different reason. And it's because my dad, Mr. Willie J. Rucker Sr., Ulysses uh, to mostly everybody else, Hot Rod, Daddy, Uncle Ulysses to um, many of us um, was born on the 4th of July. And so we take this holiday to really celebrate him because it has been a tradition in my family for many, many years, um, all of my life, to celebrate the 4th really, really big. Yeah, and so we've done that since my childhood really um since I was born and so that's what the fourth means to us so today we're just going to kind of reflect and um pay homage yeah and basically we're just going to tell you guys um a little about him and what he meant to us um as a tribute to him on this day um so I I'll start Um, my dad was 44 years old when I was born. Um, he was in the army. He was in, actually fought in World War II and drove a tank and he spoke, like he had a sixth grade education, but he spoke, what was it, Tony? Like six languages? Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Polish, um, uh, French, Polish. Deutsch. Deutsch. Yeah, Did you say German? A, I think he knew that also. He knew quite a bit of them. He was speaking some of them fluently sometimes. Yeah. He he um knew spoke quite a few languages. Um very, very, very smart man. Um and he was a business owner. He was part owner in a taxi company. He was uh, he had a convenience store. He had a paper route. 
he just did so much for um, our family and for the community as a whole. Um, Tony, tell us like some of your favorite memories of, of daddy. Oh man. Where to begin? I mean, I have so many memories and so many stories. It was this podcast wouldn't even be able to last. But I think the best way to describe it is those tender moments with him when I think back to him taking me out to Sunland Park every night, teaching me how to drive after we closed the store. We're going up and down in the parking lot in Sunland. I mean his little quips about being a man. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know if I can, I don't even know if I can repeat some of that stuff. But, uh, I mean, going with him on the paper routes and you knowing those two stops where you got to have the paper and you got to get out and go take it to the door. Uh, going to cash and carry with him. Yes. Seeing how he conducts <laughs> business. Uh, you know, just seeing how he deals with, you know, just being, spending the day with him. You you learn, man. You learn so much because he was a he was a businessman. I mean, yeah. he was a businessman, like Jay Z said. Like, I mean, he ran a cab stand, ran a corner store. I mean, spending the day with him was almost like uh, principles of accounting, finances of business, uh, different classes you would take in undergrad to get a business degree. I mean, it really was. I mean, if he's not, he's what 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 do they call it? He's, he's he's making deals, cutting deals with the, the people at uh, the Sun Sentinel, the Miami Herald. We're going down to Miami. He's uh getting his uh his number books and his candles, and he's making deals and, and cutting cutting deals with the Pittsburgh Gazette. He, he's coming back. I mean, you name it, he does it. I mean, I think for me, the most important things I got from him had to be easily the, the, the life lessons he and the quips he would give me about being a man about because I remember just asking him just riding with him you know like you know granddad what, what's a what's a man what's a real man like and, you know his, his, his was simple taking care of your family that's a real man mm-hmm. and we like, know he loved his family like he I mean, lived for holidays for holidays I mean, regular every day. I mean, his his motto was let them kids eat, let them eat. <laughs> <laughs> that was his yeah. motto. You know, it's, it's just he was a man's man. I mean, yeah. he loved I, I don't know. Kids. I don't have any way. To, I don't have any, any other way to describe it. Absolutely, Bernard. You can share in some of those experiences Tony had, huh? I can, and and like Tony, it's it's tough to figure out where to begin. Um, you guys all grew up in South Florida. Um, I was a visitor. Very often I was a visitor, but I was a visitor. But when I was there, I was basically Uncle Ulysses' shadow. He's Uncle Ulysses to me. And it started at 6 o'clock in the morning. He, Hold on. He, is this Bobby? No, this is uh, Bernard. Oh, oh, what's up, cuz? What's going on, man? <laughs> I was like, I thought this was Bobby. Okay, what's up, cuz? What's good? What's up? So yeah, it was like six o'clock in the morning. He'd say, he'd say at night, Bernard, you gonna get up? I said, yeah, wake me up. And I would get up with him. 
we make a run to the bakery to get the uh, donuts for the day and go open up the store. And we'd hang out at the store until Loretta came, and then we'd be out. And I'd follow him around all day, paper route, uh, cab, you know, cab driving all over Fort Lauderdale, sometimes down to Miami if somebody needed to go down there. And again, just like Tony said, uh, not so much anything he said, just watching him, just seeing how yeah. he conducted business, seeing how the, the thing about your father that I remember most, this is the thing that stands out. Your father is the most polite person I know. Now, yes, sir. You, when you're a teenage boy and you're trying to figure out who you are and you're thinking, okay, I got to be kind of tough. I got to be kind of hard. You got to kind of have an edge. Your father was a genuine tough guy. He was able to handle himself in any situation, but he never came across as a tough guy. He always came across yeah. as the most polite person in the room. I never heard him say, huh, or what? It was always, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> right. He, he, he just conducted himself in a way that you, you just knew, okay, I can be polite and I don't have to be no wimp. And I could be tough and I don't have to be rude. You can just be and just carry yourself where you can handle yourself. But at the same time, just be cool about it. That's who your dad was to me. Yeah, I remember you sharing with me a few years ago how you thought um, throwing newspapers and folding the newspapers and putting rubber bands on them and tossing it a certain way was going to be a lifelong skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, it's like so many, it's so many things that, that, that you can draw from. Like I'd sit back there in the back of the cab and fold up the next group of papers. You know, like, and if it was raining, we had to put them in the bag and we had to right. a certain way. And he could hit, it was almost like he could hit a target, you know, 50 yards away. With that left hand. Right. With oh, that yeah. left hand out the window of the car. Out of the car, right. <laughs> Listen, he could, he could throw one past you with his right hand when right. you're next to him in the passenger seat. Oh, yeah, because he'd tell you to... Lean back, just lay back. back. <laughs> <laughs> and whip that paper right past your head. I mean, I think I think one of the funniest things, this is also so true for me, and I, I hate to tell this because this is telling man's business right here, man. This is telling man's business, right? But mm -hmm. this is this is something that I repeat to my friends, my my closest friends, my good friends, my male friends. I've been repeating this since I've been told this. <laughs> it's so funny, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember, I remember just, just. I think I was just a regular, regular Saturday. I think I had to go to catch and carry with him or something. I think we might have stopped to get something, maybe get a hot dog or or do something. And uh, whatever store we were in, and this couple came in there and they was all over each other. You know, they kissing, they was hugging, and this and that. So you know. I think I had to be, I had to be about 14, 15. So I'm looking at it and I'm looking at him. He he looks down at me, he smiles, but he doesn't say much. So we get in the car. So we get in the car, he like, grandson, you see that? You see them, them, them uh, that lady, that man kissing and hugging and all that? I'm like, yeah, he like, let me tell you something. He ain't hitting that right. <laughs> because if he was, because if he was, she wouldn't be all over him like that. Now this don't make no sense to you right now, but when you get older, you'll understand. And that stuck with me for so long. And I finally got it. And this is something. 
<laughs> that I repeat to my friends all the time. And we, it, we, even when I see it to this day, I, my mind immediately goes back to that quote all the time. And it couldn't be no more true for me in my life. And when I tell my friends this, they say this, we know we have stories about the same type of deal. Same type of deal. <laughs> that is funny. I remember, yes. and I hate to say this in front of my daughter, but the piece of advice he told me, he gave me that I, along those lines was that men like a woman in the street and a freak in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I got that from my dad. You done told me that also. I got that from my dad. That's something I learned actually from my dad. My mom would never say anything like that, but mm-hmm. I got that piece of advice from my daddy. Right. What about you, what about you Bella? Well, for me, I kind of came along after everybody. It might have been one person, Kanisha, in the house after me, but I was kind of last. And a lot of these things, like, I feel like he never would have said to me. <laughs> but I kind of knew, like, just from being at the store and the types of girls that came in the store, those was fast behind the girls. And I just <laughs> knew not to be that girl. <laughs> It was it was kind of like unspoken. The things that he taught me, he really didn't have to tell me. It was just I knew, oh, granddaddy don't fool with that. Let me stay this way. Right. Um, but the most influence that he has had on my life was, like you guys said, um, with all of his businesses, and not even just the businesses, because like even if they weren't legit. Like, it was in him to always be doing something to make sure that his bills were paid, his family was taken care of, and to to make sure he had some money in his pocket. And people said it to me all the time, like, well, you got Ulysses Hustle. You get that from your granddaddy. And Mm -hmm. that's, like, I feel like that's true. And, And I never, like, consciously tried to emulate him or anything but it's just in me from seeing him like Bernard said excuse me from getting up at six o'clock in the morning like I watched him he would wake up at four or five o'clock be fully dressed and I'm just like bro I barely have my eyes open why is this man fully awake like where is he going exactly like fully dressed ready to go like never a complaint never anything and then would come in the house fairly late because they kept the store as late as the people in the neighborhood needed it to be open and did the same thing day in and day out like with no complaints and I just feel like that is definitely what a man is I haven't seen anybody the same um, or even close to what my granddaddy was and because I didn't have a, a like an active father while I was growing up, um, he was my dad. He was my grandfather, but he was my dad. And it meant the world to me that he did little things. Like when I went back for the summer, he would take me. They took me and signed me up at the YMCA Um when I could have easily gone to the store with them and 
or stay home with them after they closed the store. They made sure that I was doing something and learning um, life lessons and growing bonds and building relationships with people um, that would help me as an adult. I'm trying not to tear y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I feel you on that, Bella. And what and and the, and the thing you 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 said that that reminded me the consistency. That store was open seven days a week. Yes. And and it wasn't it wasn't staffed by a whole bunch of people we don't know. This, this was family, and he opened every day, and he closed every day. That yep. level of consistency and work ethic. It's just amazing. And I remember when, when I was here in Georgia and you guys would come up and visit, it was very infrequently that Uncle Ulysses would come and visit too because he had to mind the store. Right. Somebody had right. to be at the store. That consistency over the number of years he did that is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, that's one thing um, I think I could, that I have many, 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 many things I can say about my dad. But work ethic, for sure, because um, many of us started working, actually, at the store at a very, very young age. The first job we put on our resumes. Yeah. got other jobs. First one I got. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. we started out bagging groceries, um, stocking shelves, um, and then we learned to count money. You know, right. he taught us how to count money and run the cash register and... Uh, we have, yeah, customer service for sure. Absolutely, right. customer service. Um, and to just everyday life lessons like speak when you walk into a room. You know how yes. many people don't do that? Like when people right. walk into a room and they don't speak, I'm looking at them like, where were you brought up? Right. And then having the same respect for the janitor as you do for the CEO like he was not mm -hmm. having it we, we had um, Amos we had Grady, Grady and Darn. better not disrespect them or treat them like they were any less than any other adult that was in that store and things like that stood out to me I've never seen a person respect somebody who works for them and, and really is just here helping out a little bit um, just to get by he had the same respect for them as he had to anybody else he was talking to. And that to me just says a lot about who he was as a person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, does anybody the same, else? Yeah. The, I was going to say that he, he showed the same respect to every customer he picked up in his cab. And there were some characters that got in the back of that cab, <laughs> but you would not be able to tell from the way he treated them, whether they were the queen of England or, you know, a, a bum from the streets. I mean, everybody was the same. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah, please. And thank you. With everybody that got in that cab. My, my, my favorite time of the year was Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Yes. Man, granddaddy put them speakers outside <laughs> and he playing all that crit like I know these songs right now to this day word for word when they come on. Like in a, any movie they come on, Charles Brown Merry Christmas Baby, 
Please come home for Christmas. Santa looked Santa a lot Claus like Daddy. Black man. <laughs> Santa Claus went straight to the ghetto by James Brown. I I have a playlist with these songs on them to this day right now on Apple Music. Like he has affected me so much in my life. It is amazing. Like I still have his black cowboy hat, last one that he had. I have his cummerbund with the last tux that he wore. It's like this man is forever in me. I had a pack of rubber bands that were his. Uh, his last pack of rubber bands, but I left them in the car over like seven years. They used to ride with me. They got hard, and I, and I had to throw them out. But I keep, I keep so much of him with me. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Now, in this pretty much the second phase of my life, you know, I'm getting ready to transition from corporate America, and I'm getting ready to, you know, be my own boss. And you know, that comes di- directly from my granddad. You know, yeah. Bella. Uh, my grandmother, Vanis Lopez, my granddad's uh, oldest, oldest child, you know, they, you know, we were raised to be entrepreneurs, yes, uh, to have our own, to do our own thing. So I don't really know how I got caught up in the corporate America thing as much as I did. It took a, it took a, it took a slight wake up call for me to understand what I need to be doing. But now I'm on that path and that's something that I'm going to instill in my son and my, my future kids and things like that, because that's what we come from. That's who we are. We're not built to be nine to five punching clock for other people. We were built to be bosses and 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 raised on, you know, treating people well, having good karma and those things allow you to to get that positive energy back and to take care of your family and, and for generations family. to be effective. You know what I mean? For for your generation to be effective. Because I want, you know, my kids to be talking about me like how we feel about him, you know? Yep, absolutely. And he was so big on family. Oh. Listen. He was huge on family, especially the kids. And I think that if he were alive today, he would be so proud to see the kids. Like Bella has two boys and Tony, you have Chell and Shaniqua has Chase. Right. Um, Kanisha's baby. You know, he would be so happy to see these babies. You know, um, Tina, my niece Tina has Tyler. Um, he would be so, and they're all boys. I just named, I just named all boys. He would right, be, that's crazy. He would be ecstatic to see these boys. He was so big on family. Mars has a little boy. Rihanna has a little boy. Yeah. So he was he was huge on family. And so, I mean, I I can honestly say that I believe, you know, we all came from good stock. And we, you know, we were taught some major, major life lessons from this man who gave so much of himself to not only his family, but to his community. Right. And um Thank you guys for sharing this. This has been absolutely wonderful. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out of your Fourth uh, of July celebrations. Cool. Anytime. No, no problem. This was easy work. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, thank you again, um, Tony and Bernard. Um, Bella, you have anything else you want to add? No, I just want to say that uh, we loved him um, very much. He's still 
um, having an impact on our lives. He passed away in 2003. Yes, 2003. And still, it's 2018. Like, we still are killing these things um, that he's taught us, that he's done. And so we just love him. We wanted to take a moment to show um, you know, our respect and to share our memories with you guys and to just pay homage to like a real stand up guy. Like I don't really know another way to put it. Um but yeah, we just wanted to share that with you guys before I tear again. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're going to conclude um, this episode of Dear Mama. Thank you again, Bernard and Tony, for joining us. I'm sure, you, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed them because I'm sure you'll hear them in future episodes. Yes, thank y'all. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You guys take it easy. All right. Uh, we'll take care. Um, next week on Dear Mama. We're talking about the importance of support, um, whether it be your family or your friends, um, just how important it is to um, do the small things and show them that you have their backs. We're looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. Thank yes. you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, this was a very, very touching episode, but we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, absolutely. Um Thank you again for listening. We like to thank our guests, uh, Bernard and Tony, for joining us again. Yes. And um, make sure you um, like us on all social media and subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family to follow Dear Mama. Make sure you tune in on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And it is Dear Mama Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dear, Dear Mama. Mama. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.